Boys. Wow, yeah, Po Boys. I had this Probably. party. I had this party not so long ago, and for this party, I, I got I got saltines. Nice. Sort of as a joke. You ever had one of these freaking saltines? That was my childhood. Saltines. Oh my gosh! Can't get Salt. enough of this stuff. And it's like what? It was like three bucks, and you got like a yeah, hundred of them. A hundred. <laughs> It actually probably is a hundred, if not more. If there's not four, more, there's four. I think it might be more. And don't mind, I'm eating saltines. My dog is loudly lapping up water. Whoop! This is a great podcast. I got well, one that's more to also, go. My my pup is also here, but he's quiet and he's trained, and that's because. You know he's he's a veteran. You know I'm I'm actually uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to tell it from the pictures, but I'm actually older than Josh, and you know that's where the age that age difference comes across, is that kind of seasoned veteran, um, not not chomping on saltines, not hearing the po pup in the background. What are you going on about? Built different. Well, well, Josh. About twenty eight servings per container. Serving size is five crackers. <laughs> I would go what, I have to I, I have to say crackers? I went over that by one cracker every day through middle school because oh, I would God. get so I get, get 60 saltine crackers with um peanut butter then I'd have some carrots and celery a yogurt and then that would be my mm. lunch for about 9 years also explains how lith I was until I l- learned about what was that work Lith? What? Okay. Leith? You think it's Leith? Light? (laughs) Didn't realize that was the other option. (laughs) All right, Pete. No, you're Um, you're hey, you're the old fogey. You know, Pete knows best. But now I'm mega swole from all of my um, you know, buy tries, um, you know, lifting weights, carrying weights from one Side of the gym to the other side of the gym, pulling yeah, stuff, up, pushing stuff. Pull them, you know, push them, sh- twist them, bop it. Push, pushing it. the body to its utter, well, pushing my body to its limits, which and for pulling some my people, body to its limit. for millions and millions of people, they can't do what I do. <clears throat> they can't. They can't physically do it. Pete is, of course, referring to the dead. <laughs> um, but as we know through Star Wars, the dead speak. The dead speak. So, which, well, dang, really a missed opportunity for last week's episode. But we're, I'm not gonna, we're not gonna get into Andor in case someone's listening to this who hasn't watched Andor because this is not about Andor. This is not Diego Boys. This is Tales of the Po Boys. The Tales of the Po Boys. What are you Star Warsing this week? I, the Star Warsing I've been doing this week is just seeing. That Star Wars thing is on the horizon. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I I looked and I saw, oh, that Star Star Wars thing's on the horizon. Oh, that Star Wars thing's on the horizon. Let's give a sh- let's give a special shout out though, and no, can't we, wait. we we can talk about it on this pod because of the people that listen, I feel like oh, it's your mom's um, half of them. All right, I feel like half of them are haters and half of them. Um, our fans, but I saw um, Ryan Johnson's Glass Onion. Yeah, 
which I'm not going to do spoilers because I I did see, I saw it literally the last showing. Yeah. The last, last showing because it had this gimmick, which I still have not seen an interview justifying why it's like this. Um, but they only showed it in theaters for one week, and Ryan Johnson. It's a Netflix of Le- movie. Okay. Netflix wants people to watch it on Netflix, but Netflix also wants it to be eligible to potentially win Academy Awards and the like, so it has to be in theaters. Oh, interesting! Interesting! Yeah. Interesting! Interesting! Um, Very sneaky. What did you think about it? I loved it. Hmm. I. I had such a great time watching yeah. that movie. Yeah, it was a great and time in the movies. I don't know if this is like the new thing cuz it's it's also kind of messed up. Like honestly, and I feel bad telling this to the listeners. Um because I hate giving you advice that you can't then go and actually implement. <laughs> I'm going to double down on the advice he's about to give though. <laughs> yeah. This it was a movie to me it was a movie made for the movie theater and yet it was only there for a week. Yeah. I mean, it was, I mean it was... it's not, you know, I don't think like you're going to, there are other movies that I feel like are louder, bigger, more bombastic examples of like something to see in a theater, mm-hmm. but like particularly being in it with, with, uh, with an audience, this is a movie to watch with an audience. I think, I think oh, yeah. you, the, the difference between watching this in a theater versus watching it at home is less than the uh, difference between watching it by yourself and watching it in an audience, be that friends or family at home or an audience in a theater. But it is, it was a very great, like I'm, I'm so glad I saw it in the theater. Oh, I, I am. I had to change. I mean, we actually were recording and we, I had to change our recording. You were kind enough to record on a different Yeah, I loved it. Um, so that you could accommodate that for me to go see it. So I, I appreciate you, Josh, um, for doing that. But here, here, so as some context, if you know, you have no idea what we're talking about, this is Glass Onion is the sequel to Knives Out, Ryan Johnson, director of um, episode eight, Last Jedi. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I just knew Dave Bautista auditioned for Force Awakens. That's that was my connection. Is that actually true? I believe it is. Well, he, he he auditioned for a Star Wars project. I don't know if it was Force Awakens or Rogue One, but it was one of the early Disney Star Wars projects. He mentioned auditioning for. He would have been, Ro- been good in Rogue One. He, I mean, he'd be good at anything. He's but, good at um, everything! Well, here's something, um, and we can we can move on from the Glass Onion. Did you guess the murderer, the, the murderer, before it was revealed? I don't really try that hard. <laughs> I, yeah, it wasn't really okay. my priority. Because <laughs> um, I I did not, and um, listeners, in a couple of weeks, you're gonna be real embarrassed for me uh, <laughs> when when that does come out. But okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I didn't think I this this time I went into it being like, all right, I'm gonna figure out how this is a little bit oh, earlier yeah, yeah. than that because it's, I, I mean it's a murder mystery. If it were a a a lesser film, I think I would have been more invested. Like a good film, but not a great film. I probably st- would have been more invested in who done it. But I mean, I was just having so much fun that I I didn't even my my intellectual brain was was not at the forefront. I was just like having fun, enjoying so- myself. And I, like it's like the first time I watched Force Awakens when Luke Skywalker showed up at the end, 
I forgot that dude even existed. Really? And this was, oh yeah, oh yeah. I totally forgot he was a thing because I was just so like invested in what was going on. And this was similar to like, it just a good looking movie and the performances were excellent and it was very funny. So I was in the dialogue was excellent. So I was just more wrapped up in that and wasn't really spending too much time trying to, trying to figure out who did it, but we shouldn't go too, too far into this. Cause I don't want to, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, ruin anything for anyone. Yeah. But. So, so for me, before we get to before we get to you, which I assume is a little bit more detailed in Star Warsing this week. Um, I mean, we have set dates for the Mandalorian coming out. We have set dates oh, yeah. for for Bad Batch coming out. So, um, we are going to take a brief hiatus, but it's only going to be like a few weeks if I if Ugh, I see this, see this timing this this timing correctly. And we're gonna have to figure out because I'm a big I'm a big um, Mando guy, and I know that you hear big uh, Bad Batch guys. So we're gonna have to figure out which of these we're gonna do at at at, at once because I don't think we're gonna do both of them at the same time. I thought Bad Batch was January, Mandalorian is March. Um, no, uh, Mandalorian here, Mandalorian. Um, it's March first. Is it looks like it's March first. So. <laughs> There's going to be some dueling, some dueling dates because we'll see. We've thought there's going to be dueling dates before, but I know he had a grand old scheme, and I'm still going to use, I think, that same scheme if we have dueling dates again, depending on how deep into it it goes. But okay, but uh, but just so you're just so you're, if if you were concerned about good old Josh and Pete, the content kings will be back in 2023, probably. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so Josh, what what was your Star Wars in this week? Uh, we got a lot of important things to go over. Let's see. Did you so new trailer for new Andy, Indiana Jones movie came out? It's Lucasfilm. That. In case it. you forgot that Lucasfilm does anything else, <laughs> well then, not much to talk about there. Um, and Willow. Oh yeah, Willow <laughs> came out. <laughs> yep. I I mean, look, I haven't watched the movie and I don't watch the show. Uh, you know, I'm sure it's great. A lot of talented people involved. Like the cast looks awesome. Maybe I'll watch the movie one day. I don't know. Uh, I got enough on my plate. Leave me alone. Um, the more embarrassing thing is, is you and I for content watched that Ewok movie, multiple yep. Ewok movies. And no, I... just the one. Just the one. I think it's two, right? No, it's just the it's... one. Okay. There are two. We only did one. I mean, if you went on your own and watched the second one, you know, forced me with you. I don't but... think I watched. I don't. I think I only watched Mace once. Yeah. But we did that instead of watching Will, and I assume that our lives are worse off because we watched the Ewok movie. Yeah, but we've never done an episode on something that's not Star Wars. True. 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 We've never done like other Lucasfilm yeah. stuff. In general, we've touched on other stuff. We talk about Marvel every now and again, but you know, we talk about Ryan Johnson movie. But we've only the the primary subject of any given episode has only ever been Star Wars. I don't see the need to change that now, particularly now we're not doing it every week. Uh, Indiana Jones in the Dial of Destiny, I believe is called. Hmm. Um, now the look, Dial of Destiny. Yeah, it has Maz Mickelson in it. Ooh, Dyke. Has a DH Harrison Ford in it. Jalen Urso. Fine. Guess we're doing this again. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I'd be curious. I'm. I mean, Phoebe Waller-Bridge for a while. Boyd Holbrook, Antonio Banderas. 
what is this movie? I tell you what, I'll, I'll keep going when you're done. <laughs> oh my gosh, look at this. Who else is Shanette R- Renee Wilson, who I, I don't know who that is. Nobody is replacing Indy. Director shoots down rumors. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, interesting. Um, Josh, sorry to interrupt. I was just in my own Indiana Jones world. Um, so what what other Star Wars have you been doing? I'm not done yet. So nice. Had you seen the Indiana Jones trailer, it would have been interesting to talk about that. Um, I mean, we can talk about it in the next episode we record, but that'll be in a while. I was kind of underwhelmed. But I got also big caveat. Look, we are living in a post-Creed 3 trailer world. It's not just any old trailer going to cut it anymore. So I will give Indiana Jones and Dial of Destiny. I, I will give it that. I'm not. Perhaps no. had I watched this several months ago, maybe I would have been more invested. But look, you seen the trailer for Creed Three? It's not just any trailer going to cut it anymore. Um, I don't know. I feel like I have to go see the new Indiana Jones opening night because the first movie I ever went to, like a midnight showing of on Thursday, was the last Indiana Jones movie. Mm-hmm. So I guess there's some sort of continuity there to maintain for them to have something to write about in my obituary or whatever but um, don't worry i got i got you covered oh buddy if i'm dead you are in big trouble um yeah so Indiana jones thing and well, then... here, here's something here's something that i i looked at and i'll at least comment on that um as somebody that has watched the, the trailer is the first thing I lo- went to look at the cast after, you know, we were talking about this cast looks great cast. I actually have a notable snub. So, mm-hmm. and that is, um, I was just watching, um, everything everywhere all at once with a good one. Jonathan, oh, yeah. with yeah. Jonathan Kikwan. Mm-hmm. And he plays short round in temple of doom. The second Indiana Jones movie. And I mean, he's fantastic. He was, he was it was so cool seeing him back in on the big screen he's i mean one of the highlights i mean michelle yeah i mean that whole movie's so great yeah movie's incredible yeah, but I, movie's I think really, he really deserves good. like i i think he's he should be a very strong contender for best supporting actor he's so so good. i mean that that's the performance of the year for me is his performance in that movie just by virtue of how it broke me down as a human being but in have, a very good way in a very good way because there there is um john reese davies is in it uh it looks like yep he has a voiceover during the trailer and here's because here's my other thing is like okay he got a hat he got a whip he got a bag sometimes how what what is indiana jones whole deal was his vibe what could you name me a characteristic of Indiana Jones, a personality trait of Indiana Jones. Yeah, divorced dad. There you go. Is is I'm getting these like, uh, it's like Blade Runner twenty four nine sorts of vibes. Where like Trust the trailer him, very much gives him like this monologue. Like he gets a, a monologue in the trailer that is very much like his monologue in Force Awakens, where he's all like, "It's true, all of it." It's a similar sort of like. I'm a legacy character. I have thoughts and opinions and they've changed and I'm older now and yada yada. But I'm like, I don't know. I barely like I've watched all the Indiana Jones movies plenty. I don't know. Is he like a guy that is the same with Harrison Ford and Blade Runner? I was like, 
I don't care. Like, who is Rick Deckard? I saw him for like one movie, but he's not. I don't know. What are his? Is it's like the uh, Ethan Hunt from Mission Impossible? That's just Tom Cruise. Like, there's no. He doesn't have any. Like characteristics, like if you were like describing Ethan Hunt, like, oh yeah, he hangs off of an airplane, right? But like other than that, what is he when he's sitting alone in a dark room, right? I don't know. I don't know. He's like a, he's like a cool Again, nerd. We live know, in a like close three three trailer world. He 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 is like the kind of model for all of these like professors in their twenties and thirties that like go to climbing gyms after and like like they're they're like we this is this is this movie's for them. This movie's for the the young intellectual. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is for the young intellectual. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, okay. I mean, I'm sure you know James Mangold's great director, great cast. I haven't seen I think, his stuff. I think I just so showed I up with a with bad that. attitude because it's one of these like, once again, very nostalgic, very over dramatic sorts of trailers, which it was always going to be. I don't know. I think I just, the trailer just didn't blow me away. Is all. I don't mean to. I don't mean to yuck anyone's yum. I'm sure it'll be an exciting movie. I'm gonna go opening night, but yeah, I didn't. It didn't um, blow me away. More importantly, in Star Wars news, news, um, Poe boys, your raft has arrived. <laughs> you saw too. I actually, Jump I actually, in. I took a couple screenshots. I haven't watched it yet. This is live narration. Okay, twenty twenty two. You did your thing. The people loved it. The people did love it. Old me. Um, let's see here. This takes a long, long time. Oh, this is okay. Yeah, created always... one thousand four hundred and seventy-one minutes of new content. Yeah, that's more than eighty-one percent of 81%. other creators in the TV and film category. You hear that, Spielberg? I looked up. I looked up how many hours Scorsese, that is too. I know how many hours that is. More than 81% of creators in all of television and film, all of Hollywood, anyone who makes movies, television, 80% of them, we did more content than them. More than Mandalorian, for sure. 100%. And just just to... Oh, good. That is... Andor. That is a full 24 and a half hours of content. That is a day of content. (laughs) A day of our lives. Doing this... (laughs) stinking thing you can't hear us but we're clapping right now oh thanks spotify i know oh Oh, my gosh dang one episode really grabbed listeners attention can you guess your number one (laughs) he really couldn't it was episode hold on uh 183 bobo boys chapter one from january 5th the first episode of the year Oh, wait, no, these are options. I'm supposed to guess them. Oh, um, or I know. Episode 200, 200 tips, July 7th. 200 tips, or tips, tips. Episode 202, Diego Boys, Aldani. I'm going to guess Aldani. Not quite. Try again. 200 tips. Not quite. Try again. Oh, great. It was, in fact, the first episode we released this whole freaking year. We yeah. started on top and we plummeted to the bottom. Well, no, 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 than your average episode. How is there a 164% disparity between any episodes we're releasing? We don't... Oh, my gosh. 
Oh, yeah, I'm going to share this story. I'll get right on that. Let's see what we got up here now. Slide three of uh, 60. Your podcast loves to travel. Oh, that's nice. That's very nice. These things take so long to tell me what they're going to tell me. And all right. Well, the interesting no, 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 thing. No, no, no. Okay. I okay. sat through your okay. past thing. It's my time okay. now. You better buckle <laughs> well, it's, up. Your it's top our country time. is United States. Oh, could have fooled me. Where to next year? Hmm. I'm going to guess the United States again. Something magical happens between May 29th and July 4th. You had 114% more listeners compared to your average week between May 29th and June 4th. And I'm just going to go back and that look was, at the uh, calendar here. Yeah, that oh, was well, our Star celebration, celebration coverage. Yeah. Yep. Star celebration. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. There are actually 114. Okay. What are Pool Boys listeners like exactly? This can only be bad news. They're huge. They're huge <laughs> and swole. Calculating listeners' personality. Your listener podcast personality is, is I, I can't. Re- I'm it's the enthusiast. The enthusiast. The enthusiast. The enthusiasts, your your listeners are super fans. When their favorite podcast releases a new episode, they're among the first to know, going above and beyond to show their support. Go fool me. Oh, brother. I'll tell you what. I'm not going to tell you about our 2023 plans, but this this category is a definitely <laughs> going to freaking change. <laughs> I wish I could see the other category options. <laughs> Have you been working out? It's asking me. Always I'm doing it right now. Your podcast saw a lot of gains this year. 423% more hours, 307% more streams, 43% more follows, 37% more listeners. Well, all of this is because we switched to Anchor and Spotify. And this is only Spotify. So this is not like other downloads on Anchor. So like we have more downloads and stuff. On, on like you know if you yeah totally we through, have a bunch of downloads if you li- we have like downloads on downloads but um I think we only got on anchor in like 2020 it's yeah near, near the end so also this is a percentage based off of us switching in like November of 2020 <laughs> <laughs> we're so. a, we're a top 10 podcast for eight fans and now mm-hmm. remind me Pete you have three siblings two families two 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 you have three siblings your mom you have your dad you have your son you have your dog that's seven oh and then you so that's eight spotify family is seven seven fans and we're a number one podcast for five fans i'm gonna tell you what i listen to podcasts through stitcher we are not on stitcher I we could will be. only listen to our podcast on Spotify when I am trying to find out uh, what number Roman numeral I have to put in when I'm editing and I accidentally hit play or in a previous episode when I accidentally said swear word and I had to edit it out and then I had to listen on Spotify and make sure I actually edited it out. So I'm pretty sure I'm one of the five <laughs> fans for a number one podcast for. Um, I will say... When and this doesn't happen very often because I'm very um, comfortable in my in my my own skin. I do listen to the podcast sometimes, and I'm like, "Am I this good at podcasting?" Oh no! 
And so um, I, I I have listened. I probably listened to every fourth or fifth episode for a little You're bit. You're out of your mind. Yeah. Um, because people just love hearing their, themselves. I mean, everybody knows you love hearing yourself talk. Uh-huh. But always, thank you for sharing your podcast with the world. You're welcome. We'll see what you have to say next year around makes this no, time. Makes no sense. Don't you pay for Spotify? Speaking of sharing, we made something special for you. What is it? Is it a gift card? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you think it's a gift card? Huh. Um, This little card displays our stats is not nearly as cool as our personal Spotify year-end um, baseball cards. Yeah. All right. Well, um, that was great. Thank you for sharing that, Josh. And thank oh, you. But of course, thank you to the fans too. All seventeen of you. Yeah. That... While I still can, thank you, fans. Um. No, Josh is definitely coming back. Enjoy it while it lasts. My thanks. That is. <laughs> uh, and feel free to shoot us an email. Poetspodcast@gmail.com. We are emotionally available. For now, Enjoy that freaking last 2022 emotionally available, hmm. freaking this... eat your heart out while you still can. Well, this is actually an episode that, and let's get let's get into it. Um, this is an episode that I've been wanting to do um, for a while, and this is some of our mutual favorite Star Wars. So this this week in um, um, heard, you know, our, our tales over, over the, the year. year we're going to be covering um the di- the of the jedi which was an anthology miniseries based off of clone wars um that dave filoni put together there's <laughs> six mini episodes um three that are for soka three that are for count dooku they were all written by Dave Filoni, um, except for one episode. I don't know if you're aware of that. Um, there's like a, a writing team that I'm not familiar with their work wrote one of the episodes, which we can get into. Um, how do you how do you how do you want to talk about this? Just hit what w- um, one character, then talk about the other character. You want to go episode by episode? It's freaking shoot for the moon. Um. Well, I guess let's talk about it and don't mind my dog moaning uh, as if she is sick of hearing me talk. Me too. Um, I think let's talk about the format of it in general, maybe, and our thoughts on that. It is like mini episodes, but I think these are like longer than most episodes of Visions or like like they're they're pretty substantial. I wouldn't compare this to Visions, but yeah, I'm talking about runtime wise. A runtime. Okay. Like this is not like a, a Pixar short at the beginning of a movie or whatever. Like no, it's no, 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 like no. fifteen it, minutes most episodes, I think. Yeah, and I mean, uh, there's, there's a, there's um, a, how, how, how am I going to say this? There's a clear storyline that they they take the time to go through it. They're not like zooming through everything. Like they, the shorts. I mean, you, you always want more from certain characters and stuff, but um, it is, it is certainly, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't really, I don't really know where I'm going from there, 
But um, oh, weird. Yeah. What did you think of them? Because you watched this by character, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched because as it as it is listed or, or as it is available to you on on Disney Plus, it goes essentially in, in continuity order order within the canon within the star wars universe the events occur as they do even though it's two stories they're split up by when they occur so you have one ahsoka episode then all three count dooku episodes and then two ahsoka episodes uh what what was your decision making process in watching them by character rather than how god intended you to watch them well I didn't have enough time to watch all of them. Um, I would say, what, it's probably like an hour 15 of content. Yeah, sounds about right. Hour 30. Hour 30. Um, so I only had time to watch all of them. And whereas Ahsoka is my, you know, of the two characters, I'm significantly more invested in Ahsoka and it's more interesting. I just didn't need a prequel, like a, a birth story of Ahsoka. So... I watched the first three um, Dooku's um, before before doing that, but you watched everything together. How you said what was that? Your God intended? Mm-hmm. Okay, I I wouldn't. I just call him Dave, but I guess some people in the Star Wars community call him that. Um, which goes it goes Ahsoka, two do um, three Dooku. No, yeah, I already said that. Don't worry. And then two two Ahsoka, yeah. Well, let's well let's start. Well, which one do you want to do first? Here's all right. Here's what I'm going to throw out. Mm -hmm. Right? Okay. I think if we're comparing three episodes to three episodes, like on the whole, I think the Dooku arc is I maybe enjoyed more, but I think the last episode is my favorite episode, the Ahsoka episode at the end. Okay. Yeah, I would. I would, I would, I would agree. agree that the Ahsoka had the best episode, um, but the more consistent. We're, we're more, we're more. Um, yeah. And I think the Dooku episodes also like provide a nuance that isn't necessarily already there. Uh, true. Like we've learned, we learn more about a character, whereas like with Ahsoka. I don't. I never want to see what my favorite characters are like as little kids ever. And as babies, I really don't care. Um, I mean, I thought it was really cool seeing, you know, or I guess hearing Janaka Vankar play Ahsoka's mother and the Tegruten, you know, that village and all those characters looked really cool. And the animation and the sound was all great. But I was like, it's a story about a baby. I'm good. Um, and like one very special baby. All right, I get it. But I think like I as you've read the jedi lost book about dooku but i think like this listen listen to it right 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 the yeah. audio yeah but that like this isn't not this doesn't like change how i'm gonna view ahsoka but that's a character i've already spent so much time with and i already have so many ideas and thoughts and feelings about this character but like what like i watched i've watched attack of the clone since this and it's in my mind when i'm seeing christopher lee's performance now as count dooku like it does uh, uh, make the world a little richer, I think, or the mythos of Star Wars a little richer. It, it adds some questions too about his hair, because his hair was <laughs> his <laughs> episode one. His hair was black, and he's got a full beard and ages like thirty years. 
Right, um, the Obi Wan special. Well, I guess he went to sand, he went to sand a few times. So it is the the aging's interesting. Um, you know what? Let's let's just start. Let's start sequentially. So let's let's start with the Ahsoka birth. Great. Arc. Let's. There is just a Pokemon. Uh, in that episode. Yeah, yeah. It's just um, literally a Pokemon. Well, it's also. It it adds some some community building that I I so the last it the whole the whole premise and ton of spoilers you know if you're not if you haven't watched it go watch it come back for some of these takes um, correct me if I'm wrong but this does Tagruda community building that we haven't seen since the slave arc in Clone Reiku. Wars. Okay. Reiku, the Pokemon, is just in this. It's just. Oh, Raikou. Took, they just took him. It's R A I K O U, so I don't know about Roku. He's just in Raikou. this. They just. Mm-hmm. There you go, Raikou. They just took him and they just put him in this. Well, also, they. they, they these, these villagers acknowledge that. The Thunderdog exists in their world, and they have no security whatsoever. And then they just let in... I mean, I don't know. It's. I mean, I know it's in the galaxy far, far away a long, long time ago, but, like, can you really not get child care for any of this? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, what, what the hell? It is, it is interesting, the... Shooting a deer and that whole kind of discussion and the life and death of it all and instilling that in your in your in your youth and in your children but then i'm also thinking well what good is a profound lesson but then i also think like it's a baby and i guess she's immediately going to get taken away so it does i guess let's leave some questions of like what would ahsoka have learned here had she been able to stay versus well, being I, I, off. I, as you're talking about that, I think about one um, Leia conversations in um, the Obi Wan TV show of um, him thinking back to his time, him being like, I think I remember I had a brother. He yes. has those feelings, dreams of that, and this Obi kind of you know she's not gonna. She's not going to remember this, but she'll still remember a feeling. Although we've never, you know, we we've we've received a ton of material about Ahsoka over the years. I don't remember her thinking back, like in the Ahsoka book, about her parents um, or about where she yeah. came from. I think the closest is Plo Plo. Answer, but we don't even. Right. Is he in this? I don't even. It's been no. so. I honestly haven't. I. I rewatched the Dooku arcs and I rewatched the last episode of the Ahsoka arc. So, um, yeah, it was, it, it was, thing too is, I was thinking about, I don't remember her having a force connection with animals because they, they, Dave, well, different shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, she literally like has a whole animal associated with her. Um, 
Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you okay. guess so. I mean, in terms of like, she's that... not pulling an Ezra and calming down a monster or whatever. She doesn't take a space whale to transport her to an. <sighs> That's not something she she uh, is. Um... I don't know. It's just it's just not something they really um, emphasize. No, I, I guess not. you agree. I mean, disagree. Well, I mean, I just think, you know, the force works in mysterious ways. And I think it's also one of those things where it's like, if you have a talent, that raw talent might express itself differently than that same talent would after it's been honed by an institution that has its own ideas about where that talent should go. It's interesting that the lesson they choose to show in this episode isn't necessarily one that's like contradictory to anything the Jedi would teach or contradictory to stuff that Ahsoka might believe if she was older. Like, it's not like there's a version of this, or it's not like this story was like baby Anakin being shown. It's okay to leave things behind or, you know, it's okay to not be attached to something. And then you're like, oh, and he grows up and he's very bad at attachment <laughs> because he was taken away by the Jedi. You know, it's mm -hmm. not a version of that, but it does, you know, it is interesting to see where where a youngling came from i think i would have just liked maybe more focus on her mother and more like the episode ends with them being like oh so good jedi i'm more interested in like the five minutes after that where her mother and her parents react to that and you know just decide like all right let's ship her out or you know but we don't get that yeah well, so I don't really have much to add to that. Um, no, we got to move. Yeah, because we have a hard deadline um, to set. So the Dooku one, um, the first, the first episode, which is episode two in in this, and that is titled Justice. Is it honestly felt like it was kind of a visions episode of like. Master Padawan go to a planet and discover, you know, discover a problem. Um, it was, it was very cool in setting Dooku's political philosophy. You know, he sees the corruption off of Coruscant. He sees what this rich senator is doing and how he's subjugating people. The the scenery looks a lot like uh, the Mandalorian season two when the Mandalorian finds Ahsoka at that like samurai town that's yeah. like covered in mud. Mm -hmm. I was, I, I mean, I didn't look it up. I'm, I would, I, it would be really cool if it was like kind of the same planets or within the same system, because it definitely looked super similar other than there weren't those like massive cattle monsters in the background. But no, I, I, I interesting to see that it was interesting to see a young Qui-Gon. Um, and, also kind of i don't know it they they highlighted the discrepancy between they did a good job of highlighting the discrepancy in power between dooku and qui-gon in this episode and the last dooku episode of you know he's qui-gon's thing is not that he's the strongest in any point it's his compassion and his um what was it independent thinking is what Dooku talked about in 
um, one of the three arcs. What did you think about it? Uh, I, you know, I, it's hard for me to, most of my thoughts on, on the Dooku stuff is pertinent to the arc as a whole. I don't okay. have like any particularly hot takes on any given episode, but I, I enjoyed this one and it was, I like seeing a young Qui-Gon and I think Qui-Gon Jinn is just a, such a fascinating character and is such a big, like, Oh, what if, or, you know, if only this character had been around at a different time, you know, and things are going to go on differently. So it was cool seeing him in a different light and it was cool seeing Dooku in a different light and the animation was great. Um, it's, it's interesting to just like, I mean, again, I think a lot of the talking I'm going to do about the Dooku stuff is about the arc as a whole, but I like, I think since Dooku emerged in 2002, there, there hasn't been a more, I don't know if interesting is the right word or prescient or whatever, but th- this is the time to do this story about someone being radicalized. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Cause that's, that's what it is. And you, you see a very just beginning to these thoughts he's having. And these three episodes very much kind of put you in his frame of mind. Now I would say I have trouble squaring some of that with what we see of Dooku later, not only later in Tiger of the Clones, but later in some of these episodes, but it is really compelling. I mean, we've seen people turn to the dark side before time and time again. Like this is not, these aren't new story beats, but um outside of star wars in our lives in the world this is sort of a new context to be watching this sort of star wars trope unfold and so it was a an interesting lens to be watching it through because i think it it mm -hmm. starts so reasonable and it kind of ends very unreasonable like each episode i think his grievances they become more and more selfish and less and less reasonable Mm-hmm. Well, I knowing like last um, audiobook, which I would recommend. There are some times where it, it's 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 the same criticism I've given episode nine of um, when Wedge. Oh, it's not good. Um, <laughs> when when Wedge um, is super super happy and stuff, and his like stepson <laughs> died like. 45 seconds earlier um it there there is some emotional context that's not being shown based off of how he would act in those books um not not like a huge criticism like when he um mentions like sifo ds um there is a lot of emotional baggage that that gets to them they do kind of outline what happens to sifo ds from from duker's perspective um that being said, and I think it's also in the Lost Chronicle episodes, they hint at it that as well. Um, that being said, the ship was really cool. All those like episode one um, Jedi ships. Uh, uh, I, it's one of those things that like it would really be cool to see the Lego set for that. Well, let's get into choices, which is the, the episode two of Dooku, episode three of this anthology. Which yes, is where we meet Ma- his frenemy, Mace Windu, and it is interesting to, to to look at it of 
the this makes it seem like they're contemporaries in age um which they haven't done a lot of expansion of the duke of the windu character oh you um, don't think samuel l jackson's the same age as christopher lee and so they have also like you there's some hints at windu and in, in certain points but i never knew that they were the same age or i never really like connected hey, those Wars, though age age is less than a number in star wars right boba fett is younger than bo katan Right, 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 right. This just not. It just means nothing. The age does not mean anything. <laughs> no one is. There's no ages. Nobody has birthdays. Well, except yeah. for freaking Ezra. But yeah. <clears throat> in in like that book, Jedi Lost. You know, if if they were contemporaries, like Windu is supposed to be like, you know, one of the um, fighter. You know. Um. Uh, the, to change and to kind of bring anakin to the dark side but um mm-hmm. it it up until this point they talked about them as contemporaries it's really cool to talk about like you know reasons for his his shift being snubbed from this position but also is that something that he's been vying for a lot? Like Qui Gon certainly wasn't vying for it, and they shared. But similar... I wonder. I don't know that it's specifically that he is vying for it, as much as it is his realization of, oh, if Mace Windu is going to ascend in this organization, then that says certain things about the priorities and values this organization has. Like if if that is the sort of action that is going to be rewarded then they're just, you know, they're solidifying everything that I think is wrong with this organization. You know, the inaction that I think is wrong with this organization is just getting bolstered by the, you know, senior ranks continuing to be filled by people who are inactive, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's that's a interesting way to think about that. Of Like every year when the new Poe boys get elected and some people are like, ugh. If this is the new Poe boy, then what does that say about the podcast? What does this podcast even believe anymore? This is going to be the new Poe boy. Well, if you know um, Poe'spodcast at gmail.com, we'd love to know as well. Um, yeah, I it, it's it was a very it, it, both episodes were really good at, and I'd love for I wish they had like done some maybe ticker sign of like what planets they were on. Um, no way. Boo. Boo ticker they, sign. Boo Chirons. No Chirons. Like, I assume, and this is just, you know, assumption that doesn't have a lot of backing, but those those could easily be separatist con- uh, um, planets. Right? Yeah, uh, that's a good point. You know, this is some people revolting. This is, like, literally, you know, the military underclass, you know, um, taking over forcing the upper class um forcing the rich to do what they want and we see this a little bit i mean it doesn't get like fleshed out in episode two or episode three but there is some nuance to separatist um you know it's not all newt gun rays being like evil for no actual reason um right. so it, it it does it does a good job at that 
job of connecting Dooku as a figurehead too, of like, why did all these people follow some random fallen Jedi who, you know, in any other instances would probably be discredited. Now from like the book, from other things, you know, that like he is this extremely wealthy person. He has this planet that's like affluent. Um, So he has that on top of it, but it sets the, the scene that makes more sense for how he gets to that position in episode two. Well, I mean, you can imagine him telling the stories we see in these first two episodes with him to, you know, separatist constituents to get them rallied up. Oh, me and Qui-Gon were on, you know, the old beat up planet and the kidnapping center's kid and yada, 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 and people losing it. And yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Well, and then the last episode is, um, which is episode four, episode three, titled Sith Lord. So this is the one where I feel like maybe they're trying to stay out of the book's way or something, but that like we do miss like a definitive turning point. In my mind, for a while, in my head canon, prior to this stuff being filled out by, you know, books and shows, I always thought, oh, you know, Qui-Gon's death perhaps had something to do with with Dooku leaving here. We see that he's already erasing Kamino during the events of episode one. I mean, mm-hmm. Darth Maul's still alive at this point. I don't know. So it does it does uh, smush the timeline together. I mean, that jives with what we know of Palpatine, though, constantly grooming, you know, a replacement for his apprentice, even before the apprentice is gone and scheming and stuff like that. But it does, I mean, again, this is this is a story about some of you broccolized or, you know, um, and well, we don't he- get that, like, big turning point like it you sort of get a little bit in the second episode with him but then by this episode something has happened that we're not privy to i feel like that pushes him to taking pretty drastic action particularly then when you consider after this qui-gon dies but he's already i guess working for the guy that then he would know was responsible for Qui-Gon's death so then he just doesn't care about that I guess so that kind of takes some nuance out of my headcanon or whatever or like a sweet thing in my headcanon that I enjoyed um which is fine but I just this this episode did leave me with questions much like everything involving Sifo-Dyas and Count Dooku and anything with the clone army does well I there's there's a lot to like in this episode not saying that you disliked it but like um you know they they show Jedi gossiping, and clearly there's no um, Jedi Facebook of uh, people posting and um, sharing where they've all been. So you know I it is interesting to hear to see how they get information because you know he has not seen Obi Wan right. So um, who knows how many years Obi Wan and Qui Gon have been together. And Dooku has not been around for that. You know, he makes that point of, you know, I want to meet your apprentice one day. Um, so they're a disconnect of you don't see certain people for years if, you know, you've been out doing stuff and, you know, they've been off planet, been here. Uh, reasonable. Here, I'm going to put on um, a guess. Like the purpose of, of that. Because I, 
my guess is the purpose for Ahsoka is, you know, to set some stuff up and to provide some background the show that they're not going to talk about. Um, well, that that would be my guess. Mm. I think I think we might see a young Dooku at some point in the Acolyte TV show. Don't I we have to be? I, I'm young. not going to make. Well, or they skip they skip years. A little baby, like a little baby Dooku. No, no, no. I mean, we they um like. I'm 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 not going to get too much into the acolyte, but I I would not be I'm I'm curious if if this um, tin foil hat theory of they're doing some of this to um, paint the picture and describe some things going to the acolyte, which is going to come out in like what 2024 or something like that. Yeah, I mean that's certainly always on the table. I would be more or I would be more inclined to think it might be seeding something for like animation or something that takes place after it. I don't know. Cause I mean, you are right. Like when we were covering the final season of clone wars, those bad batch episodes seemed like they were good, but it was like, why is this the story you're deciding to tell me you have 12 episodes four on this. But now, you know, in hindsight, we understand maybe why that was happening. So, yeah, I mean that's that's uh, a valid point, but I mean again, to me, this it is it is a, an episode that is sort of defined by like missing pieces, and I do really like him reflecting on Qui Gon's death and his um, his talk with Yaddle with their cute little Jedi tree. But I guess like I mean, do you get in Jedi Lost? Do you get in? I guess spoilers for Jedi Lost, if you're thinking about listening to that, skip ahead a minute or whatever. But do you get his big moment of turning into the Separatist scheme, at least? No, no, no. You get... Um, but then why not reveal it here? You get... Um, it's been a while, but you get the clear, like... Well, actually, you you you, you certainly don't get the Palpatine visit. Um, because the 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 book is taught is told through Asajj mind probing Dooku, um, basically. Or um, no, she she receives his journals, um, and he like journaled a bunch or something like that. So it's Asajj is the character. Asajj Ventress is the character that's going into Dooku's mind, basically. And there is like a turning point of like darkness um related to like his siblings but and and they talk about sifo ds a lot but right. off the top of my head i don't know it very well could be but it's not something that was super super notable um from that book interesting interesting yeah it's just like you said i mean we're he's already involved with palpatine so we just we still even as it does flesh out a lot of stuff ever the greedy little star wars fan that i am i still feel like i would have liked to see more, I would have liked to have seen him coming into contact with Palpatine and getting involved in the conspiracy and stuff. And because yeah. this appears to be the moment he officially turns to the Sith, I guess, but he's yeah. still involved with, I don't know, I mean, he doesn't seem shocked to find out that Palpatine's Sith. In this no, no, he moment, knew, he knew Palpatine know, so. was Sith. At the... yeah. yeah. But and... Bryce Dallas Howard is Yaddle. Yaddle in general, 
both those things very exciting. Yaddle speaking with regular sentence structure. Very curious. Yeah, and Yaddle not referenced yet in higher is how right. at least showing an interest in fleshing out that character. So that'll be um pretty cool. I I don't know if you've rewatched that. That would be tight if Yaddle was an acolyte. <laughs> um I like Yaddle. I would be interested in more Yaddle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um Yaddle. I, I, I mean, she definitely fall fell in the wrong direction. Like if I were to lift a door, I would fall backwards. <laughs> um but I mean she was toast anyway from from how all that stuff was working out. Oh, dead so, meat. Yeah. I don't um, know if you saw, but she's not in episode two, Attack of the Clones. Apparently she wasn't in the funeral Which was scene. Her, that was her big mistake. Yeah. That was her... She didn't want to be I read the Star Wars Archives book. Yaddle, of course, decided she did not want to be involved with Attack of the Clones because it was going to be shot all digital. And she had a problem with that. Um, she had seen the She's like a special Nolan edition type. of New Hope, and she was like, this isn't for me. Do back. Well, she was all in Absolutely for Phantom not. Menace, but Phantom Menace was shot on film. Absolutely She's one of these Christopher Nolan types. Has to be shot on film. I'm not going to be... Was this a soap opera? I'm not going to be on digital. Now, I when I first watched this, I thought that there was a scene when, you know, when he thinks he killed her by shutting the door. Mm-hmm. I thought there was kind of like a similar, like, Anakin, you know, what have I done when he right. kills Windu? Um, on rewatch, there is not. Um, oh. he it is not as it is not as pronounced. You think it's pronounced the like what have I done? Blah blah blah. But by the time he has agreed to fight her and try to kill her, he is he is resolved. Um, so he is more down for the cause and less emotional than Anakin, which is not surprising at all. Well, right, because that's the thing, though, is is Anakin is a much more emotional character. So, I mean, I think with Dooku, less is more. And mm-hmm. what, what plays as a smaller moment still for that character can be a big emotional moment. Uh, I am watching this unfold right now, this fight, and just a big decision to make the door just such a big, creepy, smiley face. <laughs> not even like subtly it's just it's a jack-o'-lantern mouth what should we make the door it's a jack-o'-lantern mouth well i More i mean I would, I would be curious to see um how much of a replica it is from episode one no yeah episode one where maul goes there and talks to oh uh, i don't think we get his hideout until the end of episode two yeah, Maul talks with Palpatine on a balcony. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, maybe it's the same. Um, I'd be, I'd be curious to see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, we we've gone over more than we typically. Um, well, Anchor isn't cutting us off yet, so. Yeah, well, here let's let's um let's switch over to the Ahsoka, um, episode five, um, because I, um. I, I was looking at some characters that are in it, and I do not remember a lot of these characters being in it. Like the uh, Master D, uh, I'm a Gundy. Oh, um, I'm a Gundy. I'm a, a Master Die, yeah. Yeah, Master Die is in this Rick episode. And, and, and Caleb Dune. 
from the episode a... supply lines okay dune i definitely remember he's like yeah. very clearly in there yeah and and deepa balapa i assume is with him because for some reason i thought that um kanan didn't see her like they their paths hadn't 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 crossed and granted you know maybe he wasn't introduced to her this is just like sparring that that he witnesses but yeah um, he's, he's just like watching a pickup basketball game at the gym yeah, that's actually, I mean, I know that for a fact you've never actually watched that, but um, that was actually a really good um, way of describing that. As a student athlete myself, that's something that I can really... Okay. Okay. Um... Yeah, so what? what is... Um... I mean, it's, it's just basically training montage over the course of many battles. Yeah, this was... I think I, I think saying this is a compliment, but I think this this episode that we're talking about is I'm the least likely to rewatch it. It's I didn't not a bad it. episode, yeah, but it is. I agree. Um, it is sort of yeah, like you said, just like a training sequence, and it was interesting because I was thinking about this before we got on to record today and about that episode, and it's. On the one hand, for a hot second there, I, I'm curious, but not curious enough to find out. And I also don't want to be told what social media would make of this episode, because I can certainly see a take of like, oh, this episode exists to explain Ahsoka's competency, as if Ahsoka can't be competent in that last episode of Clone Wars and take all on all those clones in her own right. So it's like, oh, well, no, she, she only could do that because she trained the clones. But then that's a hasty assumption because the flip side of that is also like, well, those clones also had a bunch of training specifically shooting at Ahsoka. So then it just kind of becomes, Oh, these clones and Ahsoka were like very familiar with each other. And it just makes it sad again, which is, I mean, I think, you know, good, but yeah, cause I, I was for a minute, like, wait a minute. Are they, is there like, they're trying to do some Mary Sue thing where they're like, Oh, Ahsoka was too powerful. We have to crack that. But I very quickly was like, oh, that's not what they're doing here. Because, again, I mean, those, those stormtroopers got to shoot at her a bunch. So I'm sure they know her uh, style just as well as, as she knows theirs. And then ultimately it just becomes, oh, these people know each other's combat style so well because they've trained so much together. Um, and then it is one of those things where it's like speaks to like Anakin not being that far gone maybe at this moment like he's still like to me this this episode is like oh yeah anakin's not like thinking about overthrowing the republic or anything right now right like he's he's in it to win it and he wants you know but yeah it, it was ultimately kind of just a, a training montage i love ahsoka you know flying around and doing combat is always cool but um, it, it is interesting how similar Anakin and Dooku are of, you know, Dooku in that one episode is like, you know, I'm I, both I white. Well, they're yeah. And he, you know, says, I'm not gonna be there to protect you, Qui-Gon. Um, and oh. Anakin's, you know, doing all this to protect her um, mm -hmm. because he is. That's just his built into his personality with oh, what yeah. he with what he does with Padme and stuff. Cause that does speak to a precedent of him. His, his form of, of 
love or compassion and protection of the, of the people he loves, even in this episode, then is still kind of displayed through violence. I mean, it's not like cruel violence. He's not killing anyone, but his way it's of child caring abuse. for Ahsoka in this is through combat. Mm-hmm. And so it does sort of foreshadow uh, if if there's a problem, if Anakin sees a problem, this is the vocabulary he will use to address that problem. It does show a, a level of brutality in her training that you don't get yeah. in any of the episodes. Like they're they're much more, you know, sky guy, lovey dovey. Um, th- this level of of grittiness is not something that's shown. Um, yeah. So the tone is a little different. Not that I hate it. Um, it no, I don't either. But you're right. It is like very harsh. Mm-hmm. I mean, she literally gets not like anybody that gets knocked out that many times over the course of training in multiple battles. Like that's brutal. And at no point do they really talk about that um, in previous episodes. Which I, I mean, I think the primary vehicle for this is to kind of it is to explain how she's able to take out a um, inquisitor so, so easily um, mm. and just to show how uber competent she is. Now yeah. you and I that watched a ton of this, you know, we don't need that, but if Correct. somebody's watching it for the first time, they haven't watched clone wars. This is a much, um, that's fair. Less that's intimidating, a, a less intimidating way to get in. I mean, clone wars is like what a yeah. hundred something episodes. Yeah. Um, that, that's just that, that is like watching friends for the first time. Or That's a very good office. point. Cause I'm thinking of this as, you know, you and me watching this as essentially appendices to the clone wars. But when I was home with Miss Columbo and the family for Thanksgiving, you know, we watched the season finale of Andor. And the next thing that pops up is a recommendation for tales of the Jedi, which they did not watch, but someone out there probably is. There's probably people out there who finished Andor and they said, no, oh, Tales of Jedi. Oh, it's only 15 minutes. I'll watch this or whatever. And yeah, this could be. You're right. There is a shorthand that these episodes have to have to uh, to account for that viewership. That's a very good point. Hmm. Well, so the last episode, which is titled Resolve, is um, loosely adapted off of the 2016 novel Ahsoka by E.K. Johnston. And this is basically putting pen and paper to the big screen and um, explaining how Ahsoka gets back into the rebellion, how not how, you know, we know she eventually becomes fulcrum and plays a role um, based on rebels and, you know, is now going to have her own show in later 2023. But um, we see, we see this in a very quick um, boom, boom, boom scenes of, where she was before she joined the rebellion again. Oh no, no. We also see her go to the funeral at the funeral. Yeah. Which was awesome. And her chat with, Oh, it was, that was, that was devastating. And then Bale's chat with the clone troopers as he's talking to Ahsoka on the roof. (laughs) This is a very cool moment. I thought, well, also Bale, it's so interesting because Bale is like, you shouldn't be here. Um, and you know, he has, Anakin's daughter, but it's um I don't know, just heartbreaking to know that she could have been so close friends if they, they had, had you know literally a different conversation. 
um, because it's so weird of, you know, he trusts, he trusts Obi-Wan and Yoda so well, but just doesn't have that same connection to Ahsoka. Yeah. Yeah, this is true. And I, yeah, I, I liked, I liked those characters meeting. I liked her being at the funeral and, and seeing that episode three imagery. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought was, was very exciting. I mean, how did you feel? How do you feel in general? I just have like weird hangups about stuff and like to be able to like watch things in a very specific order, I guess. So mm-hmm. I always am like, it's very low level chafing. This is barely even a complaint, but in the back of my mind, I'm always like, Ugh. when something's like an interqual and it like straddles another piece of content. So it's like either mm-hmm. concurrent with something. So I can't possibly watch it in order, no matter what I do, unless I have it on oh, two devices yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and I switch back and forth. You would. Oh, I'm not at that. Level. I don't want, it's not neat. It's not neat enough. Yeah, I, I can't wait until there's somebody who, like, this is their Order 66, is the Padme funeral. And they just they just splice all of this Is there together. anything else to add to it besides those two things? Well, for now. Yeah, I never now. thought we'd see Ahsoka and her take at the funeral, but um, we do. It, I mean, it doesn't bother me at all. Um, I, I would say the thing that, um, and this isn't a complaint, um, but... It is interesting the change that they made to her this this story because in this story, um, which is based off that 2016 book, um, and that book is pre last season of Clone Wars, like early days Disney Star Wars. So and, there's yeah a lot of stuff has essentially rewritten that book. Right, and at this point they knew that Ahsoka was gonna. I think. Right. Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, they would have for sure. Yeah. Um, because it it the part of the book explains you know how she got back into um, the how she got into the rebellion. It is not it it hints to the siege of Mandalore, but like it you know that wasn't fully fleshed out. Um, certainly not for E. K. Johnston. Um, but the big thing is like how she got her lightsabers. You know, there's this really cool um fight scene where you know she has no lightsaber shutting herself off from the force and she's i mean she has ptsd um from everything that happened yeah just PTSD, ptsd from this freaking training where a circle of people just point a gun at her yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and um she's you know just trying to live her life um trying to stay off the grid um and i mean it, it follows the same little kid uh who um very similar to um carnage um of having this like warped belief of the empire and mm-hmm. making a bad bad decision based on that but uh what do you think of the changes from this um uh, well i i guess uh, i'll I explain don't remember the <laughs> like i th- i remember there being a bigger friend group in the book that's about it there's a, well, there's a bigger friend group. There's kind of um, like she meets R2 in the book and she basically like Wedge Antilles dad is stalking her. And then she like um, she basically like boards the ship bail ship without anybody realizing. In his library where like 
if she had like taken a look, she would have seen like photos of Leia or something. I don't know. The big thing, the big thing is the fight scene. Um, she doesn't take the lightsaber. She um takes the kyber crystals and purifies them. Right. And then it I blows like up. <laughs> okay. Okay. Interesting. Well, I, I just did. I'm you know i it's the animation's great and this inquisitor looked awesome and sounded awesome and the fire animation is so good the oh, animation yeah. is just so good luke's film animation is just they know what they're doing over there they know what they're doing over there it's very visually stimulating so it's hard for a book to compete like that particularly a book i haven't read in a very 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 long time um yeah i don't know it's just that that last that last uh dust up was a real good one. Oh yeah for sure clancy also... brown i believe voicing this inquisitor that i guess is a ghost um well it could be like um our one of our favorite jedi from high republic the one who's like oh yeah yeah that uh, guy yeah the orb the orb guy so yeah i don't think they've i don't think they've explained it i don't think they're gonna explain it for a while oh yeah um, i mean i'm not dying for it like i don't need it explained it's star wars i don't need it explained um there's just i don't know it's very cool it was very cool yeah well it's also i mean it's just it shows the brutality it, it it's it's so interesting that they show these inquisitors which um you know, we just we know what Ahsoka does to all of them. She just ob- obliterates them, um, and it's it's cool to kind of watch that. Of like maybe against um, like a Kanan um, or a Caleb Dune, you would have the edge, but you lightsaber with hostages cannot take her on. Yeah, and uh, no. it's it's hugely believable. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, and she doesn't hesitate to kill him too. Yeah, and it is. It's a very. This is a good one for this. I don't know run of stories to end on. I feel like it ends on a on a very cool note of right and yeah and just the even after the combat of it all, there's the idea of you know you fall down, you pick yourself back up. You know, Uh, that was yeah, that was very compelling, very well done. Uh, it does, I do still feel like I have to digest what these six episodes are as a whole. I think there's probably a more interesting nuanced discussion to be had of what is this single story? Because even you and I, we keep talking about it like it's two stories. And to me, I'm like, well, you know, it's, it's two stories. It's both about people that are Jedi that stray away from the Jedi Order for different reasons. There's that. Um people who feel compelled by a, a, a grander calling than what's presented to them and you know in their in their day-to-day lives perhaps but I, I think there's these are there's a lot of meat on the bone in these six episodes and that these are the six episodes we get and that these are the two characters that they focus on and it comes out when it's coming out um i i look forward to sitting down again with these and and digesting them again without um the gun to my head that is having to record this podcast Well, Josh, um, I don't. I'm. I would be surprised if we do our next episode by 2022. I'm. I really would because it's already December. Part of me would like. I mean, because the next 
we're hoping we're kind of we're thinking the next episode is going to be this high republic book but i'm real lazy bones with my reading and that doesn't look to be improving but i would like to in the interest of being emotionally available give the fans just one more episode before 2023 you know and then really just 2023 just don't even something is gonna be totally different and just one more one more emotionally available episode but I don't know if that will happen or not because I don't know. I don't even get the book yet. Do you have the book? No, I haven't finished the. I haven't finished the High Republic book that I'm currently on. Oh, okay. So at least it's yeah. not all on me. I guess I can. I mean, I'll really try and read this freaking book. I haven't yeah. read any of the book I'm reading now since the last time I told you I barely read this freaking book. I could stop and just read that whole Star Wars book in the middle. I guess, but that doesn't seem like a grown-up thing to do. I mean, look. Don't get me wrong. I'll read a fiction book a nonfiction book and a comic book all at the same time. I'm not going to read two fiction books at once. Am I insane? Hmm. Your words. Not what mine. am I insane? Well, if this is the last time, buckle up, buckle, buckle up, for, up, buckle up for 2023. Buckle, buckle Lock up your doors. <laughs> Lock your doors. Uh, Take burn off your head, parking brake. Leave your the parking brake on. Burn your headphones um, <laughs> because 2023, the Po Boys are coming for you. Yep. Po Boys Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs>